0: You're listening to HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett. Talk some basketball here because there's still a lot going on there with that. And it's a little bit more controlled because of the leadership structure. Uh, Football is. You know, divided up by power five leagues, essentially the five commissioners make the rules, the scheduling, the playoff, not the NCAA basketball, as we know, is owned and operated by the NCAA as far as the postseason goes. And they have a lot more authority. So this process, Robin, as you look at what's gone on with basketball, um, it's been a little bit more civil. And, and, you know, I think it's pretty clear they're going to be playing maybe as early as Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, and that's, again, who would have thought that we'd be looking towards the NCAA as the beacon of stability uh, to have a season go on as planned, or at least as close to as possible, but here we are. So that's kind of the good news for for basketball's sake, is uh, the fact that the NCAA has control of their championships in the NCAA tournament uh, makes them a completely different situation than... The wild west that is college football so as a result uh there's kind of a, a unified plan for everyone amongst all conferences uh high mid low majors going forward and right now um the reports that came out uh i guess earlier this week were that the ncaa oversight committee which is kind of handling all this they're going to recommend a november 25th start date for men's and women's basketball and the d1 council is going to vote on that recommendation on September 16th so we should probably have an answer here about uh, when the college basketball season will be set to start uh, within the next you know couple weeks here so so that's good news and it's interesting though that that's kind of been the movement just because uh, you know maybe a week or two ago you know Bill Moose was, was on the radio and he said that you know he was looking at a likely January start for college basketball with maybe a conference only schedule so It sounds like there's still maybe some differing theories on that, but uh, that's going to go to vote uh, here in in a couple weeks on the 16th. And if that passes, then uh, everyone will start on the 25th, and they will be able to capitalize on that post-Thanksgiving pre-New Year's window where there will be no classes in session uh and then that's when you get into the whole discussion about you know different bubble scenarios uh, around the country and that that's (laughs) there's been a lot of theories on that as well
0: now yeah the bubble thing is what intrigues me Robin because what is your understanding could it be eight teams traveling to one city and you just kind of do a NBA-ish type schedule or more than eight teams with with you know, bringing them in and out and playing all day, kind of what the like the NBA is
1: doing right now? Yeah, I mean, there's been all sorts of theories thrown out there. Uh, I don't know if you can do much more than that. I've also seen things where, you know, they'll handpick 25 to 30 teams and basically say you are going to be able to play in this bubble. Everybody else is conference-only schedule, and that, that gets a little dicey, I think, in just determining those teams. But, uh, I mean, there's been all sorts of different, uh, you know, ideas that have been tossed out there. That's where the next step is going to be. Once they decide when they're going to start, then the conversation shifts to how they're going to play. And I do know that there's been legitimate conversations about bubbles, uh, you know, and there's a lot of different ways you can make it happen. Uh, I think there's a lot of coaches that are optimistic about bubbles you know, going off, about the, the as smooth as you could possibly have right now. Uh, and with basketball, it's so much more logistically feasible to be able to handle you know smaller rosters and uh you know just being able to adjust especially when those guys don't have to go to classes in person or anything like that so uh we'll see kind of what that next step leads to but um I know that there's a lot of conversations and one of the most interesting one I heard of was pairing a couple members of a couple conferences together so hypothetically you know we got some teams from the big 10 some teams from the big east playing at a neutral site and then you're able to not only knock out some non-conference games but take a chunk out of your league schedule as well to give yourself more uh, just calendar flexibility come the start of the new year so you're not having to pack 20 games into that normal amount of time
0: my question is how will these television networks be satisfied and made whole when you're kind of cross-pollinating conferences. Yeah. And, you know, the Big East and the Big Ten are both with Fox, but there's a CBS element to the Big Ten. There's a Big Ten network element to the Big Ten. The Big East has CBS Sports. Mm-hmm. Um, they even sometimes play on FS, FS1s FS on both leagues. So, yeah, there's a lot of questions on how they figure out the the revenue and the TV side of it because of these contracts.
1: Well, I would imagine it would be a lot like, you know, some of the, the football theories have been thrown out there where uh, within those bubbles, they would be staggered in a way that uh, the no games would ever overlap. And so you could, in theory, I guess, you know, alternate, you know, who gets to, uh, you know, Broadcast which game and maybe have like a, a draft or a lottery for those networks, like they do with football games each week, and uh, you know being able to you know have a priority list of games that you want to televise. So, I mean, I'm, that's uh, way down the road for you know the the things they need to figure out first and foremost. You know, let's find a start date, go from there, and see just how realistic this bubble situation actually is.
0: You're listening here to the Husker Online Show, Sean Callahan, Robin it. Yeah, and, and you mentioned the bubble, the way it works this year, Robin is. UNL's final week it starts on a weekend I think it runs Saturday Sunday and it ends the Tuesday before Thanksgiving Um, so you'll have to take final exams over the weekend in some cases um, I think dead week has kind of been morphed into like finals week and dead week it's like a two
1: week finals week now
0: and they've just I mean it's a great I mean if you're a student I mean it's a great semester in that sense that you're done at a very, very early and, – and that's where the sports has to take advantage of it. If, if you're going to try to play, you know, they're gift-wrapping you a two-month period. And, you know, who knows you know if, if they could be virtual or remote at the beginning in January. We just don't yeah. know where things are going to be in January at that point. I don't see
1: why they wouldn't be able to at this point. Uh, and so, I mean, that kind of eliminates that fine line you have to walk – with the student aspect of student athletes, when you can do everything remotely and you know block off a few hours of the day for kids to you know, sit on their laptops and do their homework. That's a lot easier than having to worry about getting kids to class in person and mingling with uh, the rest of the student population and and all the risks that go along with that. I mean, this is like the closest thing you could possibly have to an NBA-NHL bubble scenario that colleges could actually pull off without uh, kind of crossing the bounds from amateurism to professionalism.
0: Let me ask you this, though. Have you? I know you're a basketball fan
1: because you you spend a lot of time watching
0: it, but have you gotten
1: into the NBA – like A little bit. I just watched the Game 7 Utah-Denver game. Uh, that's usually how I am normally with the NBA. I don't start watching until the, the real season begins with the playoffs because, I mean, that's a two- or three-month venture in itself. So, uh, yeah, playoffs, I'm, I'm slowly starting to get into it. It's different, though. Uh, I mean, it's weird. You got, like, the virtual screens of fans, like, zooming in, and uh, it doesn't have that same juice that it does with a packed arena, and that's to be expected. But considering the circumstances – it's pretty good. I mean, the scoring has been outrageous. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, there's re- The shooting's re- been better. Yeah, and I think a lot of people say it's, you know, you're shooting on the same rims all the time, and so there's, like, depth perception stuff. Anyway, that's a whole thing. Well, and else. the
0: players aren't going out at night. Exactly. I mean, at least they're... <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, yeah, was, they're not leaving the bubble unless unless they're getting chicken wings
0: i talked to our friend <laughs> shelly um and Lou Williams. she was trying to do a st- evidently there are some players that have figured out ways to sneak out of the bubble i'm and, sure and espn was trying to do it but it never worked out yeah i mean that will be in the 30 for 30
1: exactly once, once we can look back and just laugh about all this but uh for what for given the circumstances the nba has done an excellent job and obviously NH- nhl too i mean uh it's a weird way to have sports but They're doing it, and they're showing that it can be done successfully, when, especially when you're able to control all the elements. And that's the biggest beacon of hope for colleges, especially during that window when you don't necessarily have to have these students be full-time students.
0: And one thing, Robin, as we wrap up, that will be nice if they play Thanksgiving is usually in early December, everybody has that week-long shutdown for finals week. There won't be that in this case. So. You'll get a lot more. December basketball used to be only a few games a month. Sometimes for per school, you'll get a lot more December games than I would imagine, uh, because final exams are not going to you know prevent games. There's always that one week where there's like no games on, Mm and
1: yeah, it's during finals week.
0: And there's like a random like Houston LSU game on. I mean that's there's like no games on and after to till finals are done because every university is almost in the same calendar but i think this year december will be a lot better i would hope
1: yeah and especially if they're going to try to uh, put power conferences together or you know play some some conference games Uh, i mean you're talking about some some marquee matchups that are going to be going on much earlier than they earlier than they otherwise would
0: okay we're gonna take your questions in the mailbag next you're listening here to the husker online show